The Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast is sponsored by Prairie Care. You know, going through the process of getting help with your mental health can be very overwhelming. I definitely know that from firsthand experience. Prairie Care can help guide you through it and get you in touch with the help that you need. They've been offering mental health services to all ages in the Twin Cities of Minnesota since 2005. Whether you're looking for clinical services, a specialty outpatient program, or a more intensive level of care like inpatient treatment, Prairie Care has you and your family covered. Visit prairie-care.com to learn more. That's prairie-care.com. Well, hello there, my friends, and welcome into another episode here of the Take What Serves, Leave the Rest podcast. My name is Brian Pyatt, and I'm your host, and always so glad to be spending this time with each and every one of you holding space always for however you're showing up, and hope that this is um, a conversation today on this podcast that serves you in some way. Talking this week to my friend Jared Fessler. And Jared is a local photographer, among other things that he does. Um, and he's he's opening up and sharing and, and uh, giving us some insights into his own mental health story today. And um, really, really honored to sit down with him. Looking forward to sharing this with all of you today. You're going to learn a little bit more about Jared, some of the work, some of the photography that he does, some places around downtown Minneapolis where you can actually see his work on display very publicly, which is really, really cool. And he talks about his experience of maneuvering anxiety in places where he felt like he couldn't escape. This was several years ago that this really, really ramped up for him um, and talks about how places like driving in a car, being in a large crowd were really, really tough spaces for him to be in for a long time. Um, and, And also how anxiety attached to the fear of getting sick. Um, which I know for um, a lot of you who are listening to this who have experienced anxiety, um, that's a really common thing. And so uh, really just appreciate Jared being open about all of this. Um, he talks about much more, talks about his decision to take medication and a lot of resistance that he felt to that initially and kind of his journey with that. So um, like I said, my friends, uh, take what serves you from this. Go ahead and leave the rest. And um, as always, sending big love to each and every one of you as we maneuver this thing called life one moment at a time. And let's go ahead and begin. Jared, thank you so much for for being willing to to sit down and have this conversation. It's so good to have you. Yeah, absolutely. I am so excited to be here for this. So, yeah. How does it feel to to be to be sitting down and, and sharing your story? It's exciting. I really hope that with my story that it will help others. Yeah, yeah. Which is really the 
the intention behind this podcast and um i'm looking for everybody looking forward to everybody hearing hearing your story for sure um and i and i want to give people a little bit of kind of backstory on you and some really cool work that you have been doing over the last several years now photographing concerts Yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. So I'm a photographer and I initially started doing like, well, I studied portrait photography, but then shortly after things started opening up after the lockdown during the pandemic, I ended up dabbling into concert photography and like event photography. And it's just, it was like a whole new world of photography for me. It's a totally different type of photography, but it has been such a cool experience. Um, I've been so grateful for the opportunities I've had, especially yeah. this last, like I would say, year yeah. with it. So, what have been some of the more memorable concerts that you've gotten to photograph? Oh goodness, yes. Yeah, so, um, doing Taylor Swift, of course, yeah. at the U.S. Bank Stadium, along with Ed Sheeran. Uh, John Mayer was great. Uh, Billy Porter was so much fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. And you know, throwing it back a little bit, I would say Train. No way. Was great at um, Surly outside. It was nice. It was a nice summer evening and just a lot of throwback songs. So yeah, yeah, yeah. How cool is that that you photographed Taylor Swift? Oh my gosh, you were like was, up close and personal, right? It was just like I was like right very close to the stage, and I just it was kind of interesting because I feel like. I was like, is this really happening? Yeah. And so I kind of, in a way, don't remember because I feel like I was just so out of it. So, um, but going to the movie to watch the concert, you know, yeah. has helped me relive that moment and just yeah, see it again. Totally. So, because I'm totally. just like, I don't remember all this because I just wasn't such a like, is this really happening right now? Yeah. Kind of a pinch me moment. For yeah, sure. absolutely. And you're headed to, you're photographing the Kim Petras concert tonight. I am. So yep. this is a After big night this, for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, um, when I guess another thing in line with that too. So for anybody that lives in Minneapolis and you drive by the saloon downtown Minneapolis, there is a giant photograph on the side of the saloon that is one of your photos. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah. So that was something I did in part with the Hennepin Theater Trust. Uh, it was selected to photograph. Um, and the focus was to photograph... Um, I would say like um, humans, people in Minneapolis that have like given back to the community. And so when I found out my photo was going to be placed at the saloon, I was like, ooh, I want to choose three drag artists that have, you know, that are well known in the performing mm -hmm. um, throughout the Twin Cities. And so I chose three artists and it was a fun shoot. You know, drag artists are not shy. So yeah. we had a good time and I am honored that it's up there in a, you know, a safe space. Yeah. So is it kind of neat to look up there and see one of your pictures? It is. It is. It's really cool. Cause when I look up, I'm like, Oh, I took that. You and did that. Yeah. Who knew, like, after all my time of living in the Twin Cities, that I'd have something, you know, a photo yeah. up there. And like that photo, that. that photo too, I've seen is kind of on like some other like smaller signage too throughout yes. downtown Minneapolis. Yeah, but it's on like some of the, I don't know what those are called, the banners that are on like like, the light posts and stuff. Yeah. And then um, I think they're going to be on the electronic billboards as well. Super cool. So proud of you, my friend. That's oh, really, thank you. It's, it's really, really neat. A fun year for photography. Heck. So a lot of growth yes. for sure. Yes. So, well, 
I know the the main reason, obviously, having you here, um, as much as I would love to talk about your photography all day, um, <laughs> is to to share your mental health story. And I, for anybody that's listened to the the podcast, they've uh, they've heard me say this many times that you know asking somebody to share their mental health story is kind of a monumental question. It's oftentimes hard to like condense all that into like a short answer. It's very nuanced, but. How would you want to share that story? Oh, goodness. Here? Yeah. So my anxiety, so I deal with anxiety and yeah. um, my anxiety, anxiety triggered from a, an event that occurred, I would say back in like 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like I've had anxiety all my life, but I don't think it hit the surface. <laughs> till Mm -hmm. that point and it just kind of it came out of nowhere and I remember when it happened I was very clueless I had no idea what was going on I thought it was more of like a physical health issue so I went to the doctors like did all these tests everything came back clear and I just was like what is going on like this is confusing and then my doctor at the time was like I think you have anxiety and I'm like what I'm like I don't like, I don't think so. Like, everything's going well right now. Like, I don't know how, like, I just, yeah, I didn't, I had no idea because I thought anxiety meant you were just nervous. Like, I yeah. also didn't, at the time, like, I didn't have much knowledge about yeah. anxiety, knowing that it's more than just, you know, being nervous and whatnot. And so um, I was very confused <laughs> at the time and very stressed because I was trying to figure out like what it was because I was at the time just in denial. I'm like, no, I'm like, everything's going good right now. There's no way I have anxiety. And I think that just stemmed from not knowing much about it and, and the ways that it can affect you, how it can come out of nowhere and how mm-hmm. it can, you know, other than mentally affect you, but it can also physically, you know, affect you with um, symptoms and certain things. And so it was a, a time of a lot of conversation, a lot of research, yeah. a lot of trying to just figure it out. Yeah. And this was in, did you say 2017? I think it was like 2017 around that time. Okay. And do you remember what the initial kind of presentation of anxiety was for you then? Yeah. So um, I was actually just in my car driving, which at for my job at the time, I had to drive around a lot and um it just kind of like surfaced just randomly when I was on one of my routes that I usually had taken you know to go to a site and it was kind of like this like sick feeling but not sick feeling kind of thing and so I'm just like am I gonna get sick I mean I I feel sick but I don't I don't know it's it's a really weird feeling to describe because I wasn't like nauseous per se, but it was kind of just like mm-hmm. I could get sick like right now while I'm driving. Yeah. Which yeah. was kind of terrifying. Cause I'm like, what if I get sick and I lose control of the car? Like those thoughts just kind of started yep. like, manifesting. And then it kind of became not only mentally, but kind of like physically where I was just like getting like the sweats and just kind of like freaking yeah. out. And um, I was, it was happening. So after that it was happening like it kept like happening a few more times and I'm just kind of like, what is going on? Mm. And then it kind of just like led to being anxious 
I don't want to say like I was like anxious about cars, but just anxious to drive like very far because I thought this was going to happen and yep. that I was going to possibly get sick. And I wasn't sure if I was going to make it to my end route. And I had no idea why this was happening. I'm like, is it something that I'm eating? Is it mm-hmm. anxiety? Is it, you know, I had no idea. Sure. So the car was a place where it would show up. Were there, were there other places in your life that you were starting to notice that maybe you were avoiding or were that, that, sick feeling was starting to show up yeah so it pretty much just started happening when i would be in places where i felt like i could not have an easy escape so if i was in a large crowd or if i was let's say a building and i was on one end where the exit was on the entire other end and i you know like though i would kind of just get that anxious feeling i would also get like the anticipatory anxiety like yeah. thinking about having to go to those things where that could possibly happen. Yeah. yeah. So th- it would just, and I would mentally start feeling like, you know, anxiety, but also like physically I would start to be like, okay, like I might get sick and I would kind of almost start feeling, you know, yeah. and then, but then I would like just kind of push through it at times and yep, it was Okay. So, so so I hear there was a lot of times this kind of core fear of what if I get sick? Yes. This fear of that yeah. happening in and front was, of other people. Yeah. It was like that happening in front of other people or just happening in a place where like nobody was around and I was just going to be stuck basically. If that, if yeah. that makes any sense, just kind of like an example to be like, say I was driving, I was out in the middle of nowhere and that thought came up or something like that could happen and I'd be like, Oh my gosh, what would I do if I'm by myself? And yeah. Yeah. So even if you were by yourself, that, that anxiety was still, would still activate. So there was kind of yes. both by yourself and around other people. Yes. Yep. It would happen. Um, it wouldn't happen all the time. It just would kind of depend if it was a place that was like semi close to home, it wouldn't be as bad. But if it was like further out mm. where I'm just kind of like, Ooh, this could be a little bit, you know, yeah. then it would be a little, it would be a little bit more. So yeah, Did you find yourself staying at home more during that time? At the time, I did because I was nervous to drive, to at least drive like far. Yeah. Um, And so I kind of stuck around my place more. And then, um, yeah, Yeah. just kind of stuck around there because I was like, I don't want to drive more than, I don't know how much the time frame before I would start like feeling it, but was nervous to drive like super far just in case that were to happen. Yeah. What do you remember about just that that stretch of time and kind of emotionally what that experience was like? Yeah, it was a really, for me, it was a really tough time because I just was very confused about was what was happening. I was still, even though I like talked to the doctor and stuff, I was still just like, I don't know if it's anxiety. I don't think it's because mm-hmm. other than that, like everything else was fine. I was really only experiencing this when at the, I was driving at the time and then it just kind of blew up to the trapped feeling in other places and stuff. But I just remember just being very confused, worried because I'm just like, Oh my gosh, look, what am I going to do if I can't go anywhere? Like I'm going to be stuck. And, and and also like, am I going to overcome this? And is this really anxiety or is there something else going on? And it was a, it was a tough time. It was a really tough time. I just remember at one point, like just laying on my floor and being like, am I going to like, be okay. Am I going to get through this? What yeah. can I do? Like what I feel like I've done, you know, things already. Like 
um, getting some medical just tests done to see if there's anything when everything came back clear. I'm like, I have no idea what's yeah. Yeah. So, so you sought out, you went and talked to a doctor about this. I did. And, I I read, and did medical tests. Yeah. I mean, I just had like some just blood drills on to yeah. see if there was something going on and then everything came back fine. And I just was like, what is happening? But my doctor was like, I think you have anxiety. And I'm like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And so, um, at that time I wasn't sure if I wanted to, try medication and so they were like we should you know like talk to a therapist first and so I was I still am working with a therapist mm-hmm. so and how's that oh it's been so been? yeah it's been so wonderful I have been um so grateful because I've been with my therapist pretty much ever since then so the fact that I'm still with the same therapist has been great I feel like they know me inside and out and whatnot and have given me just amazing tools and resources to really help me manage my anxiety in certain situations. I've definitely gotten a lot better. So yeah, it's been a blessing. (laughs) Yeah. And are there, um, are there certain tools that you have found most helpful for you? Yes. Oh goodness. Um, so I'm trying to, there's so many, so many things. Um, one of the things I remember my therapist telling me was kind of thinking the, so what, like, Mm. so what if it happens? So what if I, you know, get sick? So what if I feel anxiety when I'm going somewhere and just be like, you know what, that's my anxiety. It's along for the ride and it's Mm -hmm. not, you know, so that's been a really helpful tool for me, especially um, I, I would say earlier on during that when I would be driving, if I would kind of start feeling it, I'd be like, you know what? That's my anxiety. Yeah. And I'm just not going to let it take over. And it would just kind of after some time just kind of calm down or. Yes. Yeah. Because yes. that that anticipatory anxiety is so convincing. Yes, it is. And you know what's happening, but you, for me, I just. I had trouble controlling that thought. Like I would just let it cycle. Like I am just like, why? And so the thing that I learned from that, that I worked on in therapy was just kind of like also not letting that take over too. So just trying to Mm -hmm. like let the thoughts go. So as soon as they come to you, just be like, Nope, I'm not going to give this any time to like, I'm not going to give this any time. I'm not going to worry about this. I'm not going to give any of my time or energy to this thought. Cause you don't know what's going to happen. Things could happen at any time. And so um, it's just like, why waste your energy, your time on those thoughts? A little easier said than done at times, but yeah. that was just another tool that I used to work with. What did you, did you start to notice anything about the anxiety of leading up to something and then you show up to that thing that you were anxious about? And kind of how that actually played out in real time. Yeah. So for me, this is, yeah. So for me in that case, so I would say more often than like nothing ever happened. I never had a panic attack. I never got sick. I never yeah. got like trapped anywhere. Yeah. But, and I feel like I knew that, but it's, you know, again, like hard to control those thoughts. Totally. And, but the anticipatory anxiety and like the situational anxiety would kind of just bring those sensations, like those physical and mental sensations on like prior. And then I'm there and I'm like, Oh my gosh, I like wasted my time and energy on this, like on on those thoughts and you know, everything was fine. Yep. 
But the thing that was like, you know, a big struggle for me was like, I would think worst case scenario before I even uh, got there. Totally. So yeah, it's, it's the interesting thing about anxiety. Yeah. Is the, is the build up to the things that we're really, really scared of. Right. Right. And so I didn't know. So I personally had not, have not experienced like a full on panic attack. I don't really know what those feel like, but I've had, I would say like a minor one and that still counts as a panic attack. Maybe, you know, just Mm -hmm. even feeling just a little bit of like, you know, feeling a little bit warm or feeling a little, a little bit lightheaded or something like that could be a form of a panic attack in a way. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those, and those physical sensations, Cause it's, at least for me, I feel like it's oftentimes it's that combination of having the thoughts and then there's also that, that physiological activation that makes right. it feel so real. Yes. You know? Yep. And, and those things get really, really intense to maneuver. Right. The and then for me that would like lead in like thinking worst case scenario and yep. like your mind's going like all over because you're telling yourself like this is just anxiety, like you're trying to control the thoughts, but at the same time they're like cycling. So that just makes it. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's tricky. Yeah. Did you let other people in your life know about this? Like, like that this was going on for you when you I were did. in the midst of it. Yes. Yep. Um. I let like my boss know at the time because I was just like, I don't know, you know, because it, I don't. It wasn't like I was able to still like do my job and everything, but I'm like just in case, and like he was so mm-hmm. supportive, and then, of course, I like, told my, you know dad and everything and family and stuff. So they were aware and like my friends and everything. So did it feel helpful to, to share it with other people? It did, you know, and I'm sure that some of them were just kind of like, I have no idea what you're talking about, you know, but it was just, it was good. So that way, you know, and they were all supportive and just, I think just getting it out there just in case something were to happen, they would like understand or at least know, but it was definitely, definitely good to share and um you yep. know talk it through and just kind of explain and say hey, it's what i'm going through right now so if i don't make this this might be why so i want to talk about you brought up medication and yeah. i i, I want to dig a little bit deeper into this because this is something that um is a really, really common thing that a lot of people go through when they're kind of in that process of deciding whether or not to explore having medication be kind of part of their toolkit, their mental health toolkit. What did that process look for look like for you when you were considering taking medication? Yeah, so um, when it was brought up the first time from my doctor, I was like, oh, I think I'm going to try therapy first because sure. I... And so at the time it did not know, you know, like I had the worries of like, is this going to, am I going to have like awful side effects? Is this going to change my personality? Is this going to make things worse? You know? And so those, that was like the initial, when medication was brought up as an option, those were like my initial thoughts. And I was like, I think I just want to go through therapy because I, yeah. <laughs> at the time it's just like I feel like my situation's pretty minor. I think therapy is gonna help me, you know, and then therapy's definitely helped me immensely, but I was still just kind of like, I think I just need a little you know, just a little bit more. Yeah. And so um I was like, you know, I think I think I need to do medication. 
which was nerve wracking still. And so I was talking with like my therapist and then, um, I'm sure many people may know if they don't, but for medication, you usually have to speak with a psychiatrist as well. So I spoke with a psychiatrist, explained my situation, um, explained what I was nervous about. And then, which was really helpful because I was able to get, I guess all the myths, you know, um, Oh, I don't know what the word is, but yeah, to get that kind of like out there and yeah, be able to process that process with somebody. That. Yeah. And just say like, Hey, like this is what I'm worried about and can you just talk through this with me. And then just asking them qu- like a ton of questions. And what helped me with the medication too is I don't know um, if my psychiatrist at the time gave this to me, or I feel like maybe you and I had talked about this at one point, but the gene site test, yep. which, um, was really helpful. It's just a pretty much like, I think it was a mouth swab that I did and then they send it in and the results are, I think it's like a bunch of mental health medications that would be good for you. And ones that maybe wouldn't metabolize. Yeah. Yeah. As I'm fast. Yeah. Or, it's yeah. like, yeah, I don't want to pretend to be like an expert on this right. at all yeah, because I'm not a psychiatrist, but so, I, but I, I did the gene site test as yeah. well. Also when I um, was going through that process with medication and yeah, I feel like the layman's terms way of describing it is it was like a way of, I think it like genetically or like kind of takes a look at like your own DNA and kind of says like, Hey, this is essentially like how you're going to interact with all these different medications. Right. Again, not a psychiatrist, but the way that I understood it was it can kind of help maybe give you a better idea of which medications to start with right out of the gate instead right. of just kind of guessing. Yes. Yeah. Cause the whole trial and error process is something that I was like, I don't want to do this either. You yeah. know, that's a big, a big thing. So that was really, really helpful um, for me. And then when I got my results back, went through with a psychiatrist and then yeah. they were like, Oh, let's, let's go with this one. This is the one. And then yeah. that's what I've been on yeah. ever since. So well, I appreciate you sharing that because yeah. it, it's such a it's such a common thing that I hear from people all the time. It's a common yeah. thing that I've experienced personally. That yeah. fear of medication is going to change me. It's going to take yep. away my creativity. Yep. It's like cheating on life. Like there's yeah. all these fears that can be wrapped up. Yeah, in and that. everybody ha- like I think a majority of people that I've spoken with have that same yeah thought. I'm just like I don't. I think just yeah. It was because I, I'm definitely a questions person. So I just remember sitting there and just asking all these questions. I'm like, yeah. I just want to know like know this, all. this, and you know, I, I would say in my case, like the medication was. It's more just to like hush things down, basically. Mm-hmm. So, um, because you know, like for me, I was told like you, you know, like even you're take even if you're taking this medication, you still are gonna feel anxiety at times but this is going to help you know suppress it yeah so yeah Yeah. what have you noticed um about how it's helped you so you described it there i know yeah has it been a helpful tool it has been very helpful and for me what works best for me in my situation is still going to therapy and being on medication um is still what works best for me but i after the medication doing that plus therapy, I've been able to do things that I was not able to do back Mm. way back when, you know, like I can go, I don't have the anticipatory thoughts, you know, Mm -hmm. I will sometimes get in, but they're not like sticking to me as much, you know, they Mm. kind of just come and go. Like they're not like 
yeah, I'm not like dwelling on it. I've been able to like <laughs> go to big concerts again and not worry about the crowd situation or, you know, other crowded things and not have those thoughts. And I just remember like after doing medication and going to like my first maybe either concert or big event, I remember like afterwards thinking about like, oh my gosh, like I didn't even like have any anxious thoughts mm. and it was weird because I didn't like it didn't hit me until like afterwards like yeah until I thought about like oh nothing happened or like driving long distances again I was just like I would get to the spot and I'd be like I didn't even like think about the fact that this you know mm-hmm. so so it's been interesting to think about from then until now about how yes. it's helped me personally do you think that your anxiety in the in the way that it was back in like 2017 would have gotten in the way of you like photographing the Taylor Swift concert. Absolutely. I feel like cuz I would have been like I I I just I would have been like I don't know if I can do it. like I don't mm. know if I can do it. Mm. So um cuz it's not it was not only the concerts or like uh, I would say large events. It was also the thought of like this might sound silly, I guess, in a way, but, like, I would think about, like, oh, my gosh, my car is parked all the way over there. So not only do I have to get through the crowd, but I have to get back to my car so I can, yeah. like, you know, if I were to have the easy escape yeah. kind of thing. And that would always be a thought that I would have. And so, yeah, wow. it was kind of, like, it really only, the anxiety, the anticipatory, like, <laughs> sorry, the anticipatory anxiety would really hit me if I felt like, I was like trapped or wouldn't yep. have the easy escape. Yeah. And it's as you're describing that too, like, you know, that the car is parked all the way over there and yeah. I'm just envisioning it, you know, it's like that inner monologue that's yep. going on for people who struggle with anxiety that nobody ever sees. Right. But it's like something as relatively simple as going to a concert yeah. is like a huge undertaking. Yeah. And that would be the thought that I would have before even leaving my place. That would actually be the thought I'd have if I got like, if I got the opportunity, I would think of that right away. Yeah. I'd and be like, Oh crap. Like this is great. But Oh no, I have to think about like park. Am I going to make it? Like yeah. that would have all been a thing back then. So, yeah. and so I, I'm just realizing kind of connecting those dots right now that like the work that you have done to, improve your mental health has opened up some really incredible experiences yeah, for you that yeah. you're able to actually be present for now. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still things I'm still obviously still trying course, to work through and everything. And I'm not like 100% there, but definitely have made huge, huge strides since yeah. the beginning of all of this. And I think it's, and you said something too about how it's like the thoughts still come up. They right? do. It's uh, just that they're less, you think you described it as like less sticky. Or, yeah. Yeah. They're more suppressed yeah. and they don't, yeah, they don't stick with you as long. They're kind of, they kind of just like come in and they'll just kind of like go off and yeah. it doesn't, or like, yeah, it kind of, it's like the in one year out the other. And then, but I'm not like dwelling on it. I'm not like cycle. The thoughts aren't cycling yeah. as much. So you've talked about, you know, things like therapy and medication and what else helps you? Are there, are there other things that you really focus on yeah. for your mental health? Yeah, I did. Um, I also did a psychological evaluation, which was really yeah. fascinating. And honestly, even if you don't struggle with mental health in any way, I think you should just 
take one of these because it was just really fascinating to find, you know, um, what it was. Is it was just pretty much a whole day of testing of just various different things, ADHD, OCD, uh, depression, just like a bunch of different things. And um, it was another thing that I had talked with with my therapist that they just recommended because I asked, I was like, what else can I do? And also just was also curious to see if there's maybe something else going on that I didn't, wasn't aware of and everything. So, um, but that was also something um, that really helped me a lot too. I found it just very fascinating because I discovered something from that, that I was just like, Oh, I had no idea. Part of me was just like, I wish I would have done this way sooner than I did, but everything came back good from that for me. Um, and then it just showed that I had anxiety, which was no surprise, but, um, that was something that I, yeah, that was a great, a great, um, thing to do as well. Yeah. It was, and it was like, it was a day of testing, but it wasn't like exhausting. It was actually like, for me, it was like kind of fun Yeah, because I'm like, I'm trying out all the, you know, these different things to try and just, it was just like, wow, the mind is very, very powerful. <laughs> Isn't it? So, yeah. Yeah, that is that is something that I would imagine struggling with anxiety teaches you really fast. Yeah. How powerful the mind is. Yeah, and it was just, it was really neat to see how these tests that they did, because some of it was like on a computer, some of it was like with physical objects, and, and it was just all related to the mind of testing out different things. It was just mm-hmm. really neat. So, cool. to like do, to do that. Yeah. How about day to day? Are there are there things that you do that help you when it comes to your mental health? Yeah. So for me, um, exercising. I <laughs> used to not be a huge exerciser, but um, I would say that exercising and like doing yoga has really helped. Mm. I would say the hit exercises that I do help get kind of just like that energy, the anxiety, you know anxiety out, but the yoga has really helped with like relaxing, meditating, letting the day go. You know, if I do it at the end of the day or if you do it in the morning, you know, kind of just like a morning salute or something. But at the end of the day, just kind of, I do my yoga usually at the end of the day. So I can just kind of release everything. Beautiful. Moving your body. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, it's such an honor to hear you just share all this um, with, with everybody and I'm I can't help it but wonder as I'm listening to you talk about all this like what this experience in this journey is, is teaching and has taught you about yourself yeah you know I I feel like with mental health there's kind of that stigma where people are nervous to like talk about it or admit that they have it mm-hmm. I, I'm not anymore <laughs> um But, you know, I just think, you know, talking with people has really helped. And then also finding people that have maybe experienced similar things to you. That has been very helpful because for me at the time, I just felt early on, very early on, I felt like so alone. So I'm like, this is a really odd thing. I must be the only one with this. Mm. And I felt like very alone at the time of that. And then, um, you know, once 
I was more like open and talking about it more. I was like meeting people that had like similar situations and like that it's okay. It's okay to talk to people and definitely talk to the professionals, ask questions. Yes. That's, that was a big thing that really helped. Yeah. Is asking the questions, talking through everything, figuring out what's like best for you. What's going to be best for your situation. Yeah. Really. I hear kind of there too, like really being an advocate for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Mental health system. Yep. Yeah, because sure like, understand everything. yeah, because I remember when I was like telling people about my situation, someone's like, oh, yeah, I've had I've had that. I've like experienced something similar. I've had that. And it's, I was like, I had no idea, you know, and because like for me, I would like share some of my like situations. and I'd be like, this probably sounds silly. But I was like, people are like, no, that like I've been through yeah. something similar. That makes total sense. And yep. and it yeah. opens up by you sharing now you're opening up little portals for other people yeah. to be reminded that they're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. In what going through. Yeah. yeah. I've really enjoyed connecting with other people that have, you know, cause it's been helpful not only for, you know, hopefully I'm helping them, but it's also been helping me you. too. So of course, yeah, There's so much power in knowing that we're not alone. Yeah. And I think that's one of the most heartbreaking things about mental health struggles is there is that really, really deep seated feeling of, Everybody else has their shit pulled together. Right. And I'm the only one that's struggling. Yes. And I, yeah. I hear, I've experienced that. I hear that from people all the time. Yeah. And which is what really why I do this work, right? Is, is to just sit down and have people like yourself talk about this stuff. Right. Because it's such a myth. Yeah. It's such a myth that you're the only one. It so is. It is. Because well, I remember talking to my, even when I talked to my therapist and the psychiatrist, I remember like saying to them like, Am I the only one? Does this sound silly? And they're like, no. Yeah, they, they hear it all day long. <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah, they hear it all day long. Yeah. So, yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I know you got to get to that kink, the uh, the Kim Petras concert. Yes. So we got to let yeah. you get ready for that. But um, is there anything that I didn't ask you about that, that you want to share with everybody or anything that you want to kind of end on? I, no, I don't. I don't think so. I just hope that I, I'm helping someone listening, yeah. and um, yeah, you're not alone. Love that so yeah. much. Um, thank you, my friend. Yes, for, for thank sitting you. down and, and chatting, and of course, um, have fun tonight at the concert. Yeah. Also, just a reminder that this podcast is not meant to replace work with a therapist, and so if you feel you need it encourage you to reach out to a trained mental health professional. All right, we'll talk soon.